it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your War Games Go Home Show. It's your NXT narrative for November 30th, 2021. Just a few days until we get to War Games. No regal yell tonight. Sad. It's it's disappointing, but there's still hope for Sunday itself. We'll see what happens, but this was a really good show tonight. I um, was very impressed with it. The uh, the new kids on the block, you know, they're uh, they're doing their thing, and the old guard trying to hold on. Um, the men's match looks to be real solid, um, and so does the women's match. Um, but we'll just jump right into things. Uh, so kicking stuff off tonight, we jumped right in with the Women's War Game Advantage ladder match. Uh, it was between Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray, but before the match even started, both sets of four come out towards the ramp area. They're all standing face-to-face, and I'm like, this is not going to, to end well. And sure enough, one person struck, and then it was a brawl. All eight women beating the ever-living you-know-what out of one another. And it's a great time to start off the show. Crowd's hot. They're chanting out. As, yeah, it was good. I was real, real happy about this. Um, the match eventually got underway. And this match was as brutal as I expected it to be. Dakota Kai getting suplexed right onto the ladder. and It's just they beat the ever-living hell out of one another. Um, but at the end, Kaylee Ray stood tall. She got the briefcase, which means that Team Raquel will have the advantage going into their War Games match come Sunday. So that'll be a lot of fun. After that, it was a, a bit of a warm-up match for Cameron Grimes as he took on Andre Chase. He did get the victory. However, after that, Duke Hudson decided to play a little mind game uh, with uh, Mr. Grimes, showing him different variations of, of how his hairdo will be after Sunday uh, for their hair versus hair match. Now, looking at both of these gentlemen, I honestly can't picture either one of them bald. So 
my theory going into this is that if Grimes wins, Duke Hudson will do something to take advantage and run away and not get his head shaved because I just can't see him bald. It just, it don't work. <laughs> um, but the crowd did not seem to enjoy how long Duke talked. And even I was like, mm, the segment's going a little longer than it probably should. Um, Cameron ended it nicely, but still, was, I don't know. There's just something about Duke that he's good in short spurts. So, but at least that's just my opinion. Um, after that, we got a little taste of a new NXT superstar that that would have a debut match tonight. I'm probably going to butcher his name, so I apologize ahead of time. It's Edris Enofe, I believe is the last name. Um, he was talking about how you know, he grew up in the streets as well. He spent five and a half years in the military and you know, and now, you know, he's always facing the, the naysayers, but now he's coming to NXT and he's going to, you know, make people respect him. So I'm like, all right, I see you. All right, this this works. We then found out who our two competitors would be for the men's advantage ladder uh, war games advantage ladder match and for team black and gold it was Johnny Gargano and for team 2.0 it ended up being Braun Breaker well we're gonna have ourselves a physical match <laughs> but after the announcement was made Johnny Gargano came out to the ring or at least to the ramp area and started throwing some shade on team 2.0 Stating to Braun, pretty much, pretty much just calling him the big bad booty nephew, and the crowd just jumped on that and started chanting "booty nephew." Um, so that right there was a highlight. <laughs> um, but that match was your main, or is going to be your main event. So we'll get to that in a moment. We then had a tag team battle to determine the new number one contenders that would take on Imperium at NXT War Games. It would be between Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner taking on Legato de Fantasma. Uh, Legato had both Santos and Electra Lopez out at the ring, but they did not last there long as Zion Quinn came to ringside, kind of had a little bit of a stare down with Electra, and then all of a sudden turned and attacked Santos causing all three of them to disappear, leaving this match as an actual two-on-two tag match. And I got to say, Von Wagner, Kyle O'Reilly looked real good in this match, and they do get the win. Uh, So they will be challenging Imperium come Sunday for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, I know a lot of people are waiting on what's going to happen with Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, with his contract, is he going to stay? Is he going to disappear and probably end up in AEW? We don't know. But again, like the KO situation I talked about on the Raw review, uh, with him being added to the WWE Championship match, this might be a last-ditch effort to try to say, hey, you're going to be a champion. Why don't you stick around? So who knows? We had another vignette for Tiffany Stratton 
coming to NXT. She seems to be, you know, the the, the rich daddy's girl gimmick and, you know, the elitist type white girl. <laughs> uh, so it should be interesting when she makes her, her debut. Um, NXT 2.0 has done a really good job of starting to do vignettes for their new wrestlers that are coming in. It kind of reminds me of the very, very early days of NXT when they turned from the game show to the actual show. I remember watching those first beginning episodes where they did the same thing. They had the vignettes for a lot of the people that came in later on, like Bray Wyatt was one of them. You know, they did the same thing for, you know, the rest of the, uh, the Wyatt family as well. There was a bunch and it was fun to see. So seeing this now, obviously it's been years since that happened. So the technology's gotten better. The storytelling has has seemed to have gotten better as well. And it's it's nice to see. Um but we still don't know when she's gonna arrive, along with some of the others that they've talked about. So I'm assuming probably after war games. That's just my thought. Um, rolling into the new year. After that, we had Joe Gacy come down to the ring um, uh, to effectively break down um, what's left of the cruiserweight division. Um, He wanted to have a type of inclusive invitation for everybody and he basically just ripped apart the whole cruiserweight division and the whole point of it being, you know, fat sh- weight shaming because it's only 205 and below and stuff like that. And he had multiple people out at the ring, um, a, a smaller cruiserweight division style gentleman, uh, a female wrestler, and then a larger male wrestler clearly over the 205 limit. And he was going to wrestle all three. He goes through the first one, defeats the first wrestler, and then he invited the lady, the, the the woman into the ring. And I'm just like, wait, are we going to have ourselves an actual inter- intergender match in NXT? Like, not like Robert Stone fighting, you know, Raquel Gonzalez, but an actual legitimate intergender match. And then, oh no, oh no. I was I was fooled again. Diamond Mine made their way out. Roddy and Malcolm Bibbins make their way into the ring. Chaos ensues. Gacy actually gets the upper hand, does this springboard clothesline off the ropes, takes out Roddy. The rest of Diamond Mine hits the ring to attack. But Harlan was able to pull out Joe Gacy, and Gacy just has this shit-eating grin on his face as he's watching Roddy struggle to get to his feet. And I'm like, all right. You know, in the beginning, when Gacy came around and introduced this new gimmick, I was like, oh, God, why? Why would why would we ever want to have this on TV? Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what he has to say next. Um, it's just, he seems to be one of those people that, you know, catches lightning in a bottle and is doing a great job. Um, they're not overusing Harlan yet, which is great. They're kind of just keeping him there as like that muscle, 
um, but he's not getting involved really with any of the matches. He just his presence there is enough. Um, I also want to see if he's going to continue to expand his group um, outside of the two of them um, to bring in more people. And I have a feeling that if he defeats Roderick Strong on Sunday at War Games, the Cruiserweight title, as we know, it will be gone and probably replaced with a more inclusive title name maybe i think they i think beth phoenix had called it in, in uh inclusivity i'm probably i probably butchered that so you know what i'm trying to get at um so a new title cruiserweight division will be pretty much gone and this new title whatever gacy decides to turn it into will probably be for everybody else so it looks like nxt will have three titles most likely male or female. Um, well, so we'll see what happens. Um, I honestly can say that I'd probably see Gacy winning on Sunday now, uh, especially if they're going to change the name of the title. But that's just my thoughts. Um, after that, we had that singles title, the uh, singles match I was talking about, where Silas Koi came out and took on um, Edris Anafe. And a great match um, between these two young superstars. Robert Stone, once again, out scouting matches. You know, I hate to say it, but whenever somebody's with Robert Stone, they're either released or they respond enough to quit and leave. So who knows? Um, But Sequoia does get the victory here. Both men looked real good in this match. But, however, Boa comes flying into the ring with his quote-unquote powers attacks both men they were able to drive him away but they're still going with boa getting his powers from mei ying and trying to figure out how he can control them and i don't know it's it's a it's a bit wonky but i'll let it go because i want to see where this ends up i'm one of those people i just like to wait wait things out and see what happens um, after that, we had another <laughs> another segment with Indy Artwell and um, uh, Persia Peralta, and uh, Indy gets a phone call from a doctor uh, stating that Dexter Loomis is now missing from the hospital. They don't know where he went. Um, of course, this this is right before their tag team match that they had um, against two up and coming NXT superstars. Uh, Indy and uh, Persia get the win. But I have a feeling that there's just planting seeds for Peralta to turn on Indy at some point um, because she's not able to pay attention because, you know, she's always worried about her husband. Um, they also announced for next week we have Zion Quinn taking on Santos Escobar. That match, I believe, is going to be a show stealer uh, next week. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and then after that. It was time for the main event, the men's war game advantage ladder match. Like I said, it was Johnny Gargano taking on Braun Breaker. And this match was ridiculous, as I expected it to be. We saw Frankensteiner. We saw super kicks, one that almost looked like it almost took Braun's head off. 
But Braun Breaker able to get the victory to give uh, Team 2.0 the advantage going into war games. So I'm really looking forward to see what happens um, come Sunday. Um, not sure what we're going to do here for a pre-show. Um, might not have one. Uh, might just go into it. And uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll just enjoy it. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good time. Uh, but that's the show for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Super quick little recap tonight. I appreciate you guys always uh, when it comes to these um, podcasts. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter as well. The Ring. You can find us also on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well. The Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that's out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. Though you can do all your one-stop shopping for your podcast needs and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Also. This goes out for the rest of the internets. If you guys are, 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 you know, out there and we're not a part of something that you frequent all the time, let us know. Again, we'll add ourselves to it. That way everybody can read from the book of Bedlam and rejoice and just enjoy the, the fun conversations about professional wrestling and sports entertainment. But, guys, thank you so much once again for listening. Have a good rest of your week. We look forward to the SmackDown study coming on Saturday. And then, of course, War Games on Sunday. Sam and I will also be back doing our weekly program. We'll be giving that to you guys next Monday. But that's then. This is now. Again, this is your NXT narrative for November 30th of 2021. Less than we have one month left, and then it is 2022. Looking forward to it. Guys, most importantly, though, please do not forget to, to ship it and join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.